Christ, you don't. <laughs> Hi, my name is Nicole Jaspard. I'm an empath and paranormal investigator. I am also an author of a dozen books. Thank you for listening to Haunted Real Connections, where I'll bring you the best mediums and paranormal people the field has to offer. Stay tuned for another great show on Paranormal King Radio. Hi you guys, welcome to another edition to Haunted Real Connections with your host Nicole Jasper on Paranormal King Radio. I'm very excited to bring to you tonight my next guest, Rick Wade. If the show resonates with you, please like and share. There's a like chat room going on. And my next guest is a fellow author and a seer and he's a past life. A loved one reader. He was born with gifts that he didn't realize he had until his late 30s. His work began to connect with the other side through electronic voice phenomena. And he started having visions and hearing his spirit guides. As his gift progressed, he was able to remote view and see places he hadn't seen before. Please welcome my third guest. Rick Wade, welcome to our show, Rick. Hello, Cole. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing great. Doing great. Just sitting here chilling out in my car, <laughs> relaxing, where it's quiet. I have dogs, too, and dogs are really loud in my house, so I had to come out in the car. Oh, uh, I hear. Oh, that's a good idea. I to use my mom's car. <laughs> <laughs> dogs are really Yeah, we have four dogs out here. That's so a lot. I, really... I have two. Go ahead. <laughs> well, uh, I said I have three dogs, so. Oh, nice. <laughs> I and uh, I believe some congratulations are in order of your new show, so. uh, Unexplained Hot on Hammer. Yes, they actually, uh, that happened uh, last year around November. They actually contacted me and asked me if I would actually be interested in actually uh, them telling a little bit of my story on their new show that was coming out. Oh, in the spring. Um, oh. And I said, yeah, I said, that would be kind of cool, you know. So yeah. they took a lot of my evidence. They took a lot of my videos. And they kind of made it into a story. And it just aired, I think, this week uh, on the Discovery Channel in the USA. But it was a couple months it aired in the UK when it actually first aired over there. So uh, actually, I think they did a great job. I think they actually, uh, you know, put a lot of my evidence in there. And it made it a really great story. It was with other people's stories. So... I think it's a good episode. It's episode nine on the unexplained calling camera. So if anybody's right. interested, they can go out and check that out. You always catch such amazing evidence. I mean, I'm a lord of what you catch. I mean, do you come natural or do you have to like ask the spring? How, how do you feel about that? Well, basically, you know, the thing is with me, whenever I go out, I have this special ability to hear spirits. I hear a different right. frequency than other people. So whenever I'm out on doing an investigation, uh, basically what it is, I'm able to hear the spirit in real time talk to me. Um, and then I'll uh-huh. mention that I just heard the spirit say this or say that. And then we'll play the audio recorder back and then you'll hear the spirit talk before I even mention that. So you can hear the spirit talking, saying what I said before it even um, before um, on the recorder, it happened on the recorder before I even mentioned it. So I'm hearing ahead of time. The spirits are communicating with me on a different level. Um, but I can hear it, and then it actually picks it up on the recorder, which is kind of cool. That's amazing. And uh, speaking of electronic voice phenomena, what is your best evidence so far? 
study have shown? I'd say the best evidence of last year at the um, Robinson Manor. I uh, I was actually doing an investigation there, and I had like 30 people that came to my event. And basically what it was, we had on the third floor, uh, a friend of mine, Pete, he had a music box up there, a paranormal music box. There was a motion sensor. And what happened was it kept going off like crazy and crazy would not stop going off. And it was very rare for that to happen. So huh. I just walked up there on the third floor. It was completely dark. I had my cell phone. I walked up there. It's kind of creepy. I went up there and this music box is going crazy. So I just took my cell wow. phone out and I just started filming. Uh, with my cell phone in the dark. Now, I just started videotaping the music box. I didn't think anything about it. I videotaped it. I said, if there's any spirits here, please stop the music box. But it didn't, uh, you know, didn't do what I asked. It didn't actually stop it. And it just kept going on and going on. So I just recorded for an hour and 43 minutes. And then I asked a few more questions and I left. The next day, I went and I actually watched that video. And I'd seen something moving across the screen. So what I ended up doing was actually videotaping over the actual original video with my iPhone because I knew I could slow it down with my iPhone, uh, the video down really slow to see what was moving. And when uh -huh. I did that, I was blown away what I saw. I saw an energy manifest and then end up showing its wow. face looking forward. And then it, the energy kind of blew up. It was kind of, if you watch the video, the energy will blow up and disappear. The face will disappear. Then it reappear. And the face will be looking a different direction, but it won't be the same energy. It'll be a right. different person. Um, and then it would blow up again, and then it would look another direction, and then it was another person's energy. And sometimes when it blew up, the energy, it would have three faces. You'd be seeing wow. three different faces, one looking to the right, one looking to the left, and one looking right at you. So it was, it was the, the most amazing evidence I've ever captured. I got the original video, and I don't share that with anybody because I want to keep that in case right. somebody's really, really interested in actually looking at it. But I've never seen anything like it. I've been doing it 16 years, and it's just the most amazing evidence ever captured. And the pictures I have, I snapped of the original video. I snapped those, but the original video, part of the original video I lost because my cell phone huh. didn't keep it. Uh, oh, so no. I do have part of it, and that's the whole thing. So it's kind of a bummer, you know, but I got the yeah. snapshot of the original. So it's, And they're amazing. They're just amazing to oh, see yeah. that. And you can see it Thursday. Well, I bet. Yeah, I see that videos. You know, yes, it was amazing. And uh, so, when did you first realize of your psychic abilities? Well, you know, uh, it started about 16 years ago. I was actually watching the Ghost Hunters, you know, the Ghost Hunter show. Oh, my yeah. wife was recording it. My wife was recording it during the day, and I would actually, um, we'd go, and I'd watch it around 11.30 midnight whenever we got all the kids to sleep. We'd watch the show, and, and I'll tell you what, I was blown away. I thought it was interesting. I was watching how they would capture shadows. I was watching how they would capture EVP, and it uh -huh. just really blew me away. It really grabbed my attention. So uh, one day, my son came over and said, Dad, let's go check out this old house down at the end of the road. And at the time, I really wasn't into the paranormal. Didn't even care about it. Didn't care about psychics. Didn't care about nothing. Then all of a sudden, I went down there. I looked at this old house. It was interesting. You know, it was the last house on the left, and it was all boarded up. And there was actually a, a screwed-in boards in the back where they actually screwed the door shut. On the front, it had like two or three locks on the front door. The and windows was boarded up, too. But the thing is, I walked around, I just had this weird feeling. As I went around the right side and came back around the left side, I looked up and I seen this, this shutter door on the second floor. It was open. I said, if there's any spirits here, just like on the TV show, I'm trying to be an actor, you know. If there's any spirits here, close that door. And I'm telling you, it closed right in front of me. And I was wow. like, I was shocked. I was really shocked. So I told everybody I was there, and they're like, <laughs> whatever, right? They all laughed, so that, that didn't happen. So I went back home, I grabbed my video camera that my wife, used to film the baby and huh. i'm like you know i gotta go check this out so i went back there and as i'm going back to my my son-in-law said listen turn on night vision you'll see better so he had me turn on night vision so i went back to the house and i started walking up to it and you can see the shutter doors closed and i said if there's any spirits here open the door and it opens on command for me again uh -huh. live on video and i have that video so this is amazing and it's amazing especially if they do it right on command <laughs> exactly well, uh, what would you say is your strongest abilities? Well, you know, honestly, I do ghost hunts and readings. I do events mm -hmm. around the U.S. 
Um, basically, what I do is I uh, contact the haunted location, I set up tickets, and then I actually take people out to these events, and I do uh, paranormal research and do my EVP work, and then you know, I, energy is actually in, they they get more active when I come there because they know I'm coming. Um, and then what I do is I actually do readings at these events. So what I'll hey. do is go to then I'll come back and I'll offer a reading. Now, my strongest ability is connecting with past loved ones and oh. connecting with people's energy. Um, uh, past well. lives, I do once in a while, but they're not as much as I do. Uh, I mean, I do way more uh, past loved one readings and energy readings. And the thing uh-huh. is about it, so what's, what's interesting is, you know, people, you can read a person's energy. I mean, it's there. The thing is, a lot of people can't tap into that stuff. But, you know, when I first right. started, I couldn't do any of that stuff. I couldn't tap into anybody's energy. When I first started, I started in the paranormal. And then it slowly started progressing. I started getting more into, you know, feeling things, more into right. sensing things. And pretty soon, you know, I got in so much trouble with the audio recorder that my wife took it away. <laughs> Police were coming to my house because I was actually doing recordings in people's houses, which I should not have been doing. So it got to the point where I almost lost my job and my, my oh, family no. was going crazy. My wife was in tears because I was so obsessed with the recorder. So it got to a point where, you know, um, I had to basically almost give it up. But what happened that changed from the paranormal to my psychic ability is I was actually uh-huh. going, I was going to an actual location, an old church. I told my wife I only had one more job to do on my job. And then I was actually uh, going to come home. But really, I didn't have another job. I wanted to go and put this recorder out by this old church. But, you know, we had a huge snowstorm. So I ended up going there, and I ended up getting stuck. So I'm obsessed uh. because I want to put the recorder there. I want to hear something, you know. I'm walking through three feet of snow, and I come back, and I realize my vehicle tilted sideways in a ditch. So I couldn't get out. So I ended up uh, was on the phone to call a tow truck, and this guy drives up, and he says, listen, I can get you out. Just hook the chains up, and I'll pull you out. I said, okay, sir, I'll do that. So I did that, and he said, give it gas. So I went there, and all of a sudden, he couldn't budge me. So I said, he said, I'm sorry. I tried. So I ended up calling uh, and getting back on the phone with the wrecker, and then another guy comes up. He said, listen, I can get you out. I said, sir, I just had somebody here with the chains and stuff. They can't get me out. I said, I can get you out. Trust me. So uh, I hook up the chains. He said, I can get you out, but this time, don't give it gas. Wow. Do you get what I just said to you? Did you understand what I just said to you? How did this guy know to say to me, this time, don't give it gas? Right. <laughs> he did. He should have never known that, right? right? So all of a sudden, I don't give it gas. He pulls me out like nothing. As I'm bringing a change back to him, he hands me a brochure about God and says, stop doing what you're doing. <clears throat> I'm like. Holy crap. I honestly feel this was a guardian angel that came into my life and saying, Listen, I was thinking, yeah. You're doing you're doing things that are causing problems for your family. You're doing things that are causing problems for your job. You're obsessed. All you think about is EVPs. You're sleeping with the recorder. I mean, it's to a point where it's all you do all day long is listen to that. You go to yeah. the park with your kids and listen to the recorder. So God came into my life, you know, and said, Listen, stop doing what you're doing, basically. <laughs> so from that point on Next 30 days, I wanted to go every day like I always do and get my audio recordings, get my voices I'm hearing. Well, every day, things started changing because every time I went to think about it, I would see a green Bible. So for the next 30 <laughs> days, green Bibles was shown to me saying, hey, you know, you're going to stop doing this recording because I'm helping you. It's almost like God was weaning me off of the recorder. So it got to the point where instead of getting 30 EVPs a minute, I was getting five EVPs, then one EVP, and pretty soon – I would not was not able to hear any audio. So wow. I got to a point where I was like, what am I going to do? Now my gift is gone. If it was a gift. And now this recording, what am I going to do with this recorder? So I, I decided to do one thing. I said to myself, hey, I'm just going to see what's going to happen at my next house. So I sat there and I, I said to myself, I'm going to see a bed in a, in a sitting kitty corner in a room with red bedspread folded back with a white sheet. So I get to this house and I'm measuring and the last room I go to, there's the actual bed in the kitty corner, uh, in the kitty corner position. Um, and it's with the sheets folded back, the red covers with the white sheet folded back. Exactly what I saw, huh. but an hour later. So I said to myself, holy crap, this is way more 
exciting than the audio recordings because I was getting all uh-huh. kinds of random voices that didn't make any sense. So it got to a point where I was doing this rec- uh, recording every day, and pretty soon I went from 10% to 20% to 40%. Next thing you know, I was at 80% of connections, wow. <laughs> seeing things, and it was happening to me. And I didn't know it what gets. that meant. So, so that was my beginning of my journey of being a seer. Wow. I, didn't, I didn't understand it. So yeah, uh, you- it took me a long time because I went from – back then we didn't have Facebook. We right. had MySpace at the time. <laughs> I remember no that, yeah. <laughs> no Twitter, none of that. So uh, I was just, I was, I was on forums on the internet, Unexplained right. Mysteries. It was one of the actual forums. I actually went on there and made a post. Let me see what's around you. So what I was doing was actually seeing objects in people's lives, seeing things that was in their living room or seeing things, what they had done that day or what they was actually cooking that evening or what they cooked for breakfast. I was seeing things that was happening around these people. So I didn't know what it was until one guy came to me and said, listen, you are remote viewing. Yeah, that's what you're doing, you're remote viewing. You're seeing things in another place and another time that you should not be seeing. And so that, that's exactly. Go ahead. And that um, leads to my next question. How do you like to remote view? <laughs> what was that? How do you remote view? I mean, I know it's different with everyone. So well, uh, how well, do you? Yeah. Let me explain to you, okay? And I, I got a question in the chat room, like, too. Uh, I'll answer the question in the chat room in a second. Um, okay. But basically what it is is what I was doing was just concentrating on an actual person. And what's interesting was these people on the actual forums had fake names. They didn't have their real name. Right. They didn't have a real picture. So I was honestly connecting with their energy, no matter who they were, through this Internet. I was connecting with these people. So it got to a point where I was actually able to remote view like five or six things around them at the time whenever I was doing this. And I had hundreds and hundreds of people coming to my post wanting me to remote view them. Um, But the thing is, all it is is you're actually concentrating. Let's say you have a friend in, let's say, New Mexico and says, hey, Rick, can you see what's around me? Then you just concentrate and see what's in the actual room. You might see a leather chair, a red leather chair. You might see a chandelier. And then they're going to actually send back and say, look at here. This is what I have in my room. I have a leather chair with a chandelier above it. So that's what remote viewing is. You're seeing objects in another area that you should not be seeing. That's right. what a remote viewing is. Right. I like to do that so too. Let, so, yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> let me answer this question here. Sure. Um, um, we have how dangerous can it get to be a, oh, obsessed with EVP communication? Went, well, it, it got to a point. Let me explain something to you about EVPs. I think that there is – now, see, I have full control over the EVPs now, understanding them and stuff. But what it is is when I first started doing EVPs, I was getting voices from all over the place. I was getting negative energy. I was getting positive energy. I was actually getting spirits fighting over me. They would say, hey, he's coming with us. No, he's coming with us. It was really weird how I was getting all this stuff. But the thing yeah. is about it is it got to a point where all I thought about was EVPs. I couldn't even work. I would go to my job. And I would be recording, and I couldn't even do my job. I was making mistakes and losing the company, Big Bunny, because all I was thinking about was getting another voice. Is there another voice? Am I going to get a voice in this house? Am I going to get a voice in the basement? All I was doing was that, and I, and I do uh, serious measurements for people's homes, so I had to really concentrate and pay attention. And I wasn't doing right. that, so I was making major mistakes. So it's very dangerous because you can get yeah. – And some people say you can connect with low-lying energy. Uh, so basically what yeah. it is is energy that's <laughs> negative. Uh, that you can connect with. And if you connect with that negative energy, they can actually pull you into their energy. And what's interesting is oh, yeah. I was actually, I had in my book, I talk about my paranormal journey, uh, One Man's Obsession. And one of my books, my first book, I talk oh. about being at my mother-in-law's house and I put a recording in the kitchen. And then I went out um, and recorded for a while. And then I went back out to the actual, uh, like a little camper we had out there. I was sleeping out in the camper and I laid down and something jumped on me like a cat. And there was no oh, cat no. there, but it jumped on me and started walking up. So it scared me to death. But before the cat jumped on me and walked on me, I heard on the recorder a voice say, kill them. Huh. Kill them. That's kill them. Crazy. It wanted me to kill my family. So the wow. spirit was saying, kill them, kill them. And the thing is, what's scary about that, if you already have a mental condition, if you're already hearing voices, or you're really not really in touch with your mind, you can actually fall into that and you can really go harm somebody. And that's oh, yeah. what's scary. 
they will mess with people having mental illnesses, and that can cause some serious problems for these people. That's why some people do some crazy stuff because they're really hearing voices because their negative energy is actually putting that stuff in their head. And right, it's scary. And that could lead to ultimately uh, possession, right? Yes, that's exactly yeah, what it is. That's a scary yeah, and, and possessions are very rare. I mean, you rarely see this, but you right. know, you can actually watch. I actually watched a lady in one of my investigations. She thought she was possessed, and uh, huh. she wasn't possessed. She had a mental illness, and that's well, what it was. And I could pick it up. You know, I can pick up people's energy too, and I can tell if they're having something really going on with their mind. Uh, even whenever a person passes. I can actually see if they have mental illnesses. I can go right. It goes right to. I go right to the brain, and I can see that there's some malfunctioning going on. They're not feeling things. They're not sensing things. They're not understanding it. They can't feel love. They can't feel emotions. So that's what I do whenever I do readings too. But yeah, I think energies can actually affect people that way and actually take over their mind or actually get them to a point where they really can harm other people or harm right. themselves. Right, especially if you're not like protected with your white light and. You know, stay tuned with that. I always try to do that myself <laughs> before doing anything. <laughs> and the thing is, you know, I've been doing this for 16 years. I've never ran into a demon. Everybody says this is a demon. You know, I got to go to this house because there's a demon. I got to go to this house because there's a demon. I've talked to over 15 cases where people have come to me thinking there's a demon in their house. And usually they have a mental illness uh-huh. or it's a loved one that is angry with them are upset with them and they were angry and upset when they passed and they're still angry and upset when they're uh, on the other side. Sometimes we don't heal for a period of time and that's exactly what it is. They're the same person. They're doing the same thing. They're upset. They're causing problems. I mean, I can actually pick up the actual loved one's name sometime and tell the whole story about what's going on. And I'll explain that to them and they're like, that's my, that's my mom. She hated him. She didn't want nothing to do with him, blah, 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 blah. Then all of a sudden, They'll say, well, we don't want you to come to our house to help us because we really think it's a demon. I'm like, listen, it's not a demon. And usually demons are very rare. And you can ask other people. Uh, yeah. It's very rare to see a demon. But some people come to me and say that they have a demon. And honestly, I have never met an actual person that really has a demon in their house, just a negative energy that is angry or somebody that lived there before that was a sour person right. that was unhappy. And that's what it is. Because they cuss at you or cuss uh, because you hear bad language or something doesn't mean that they're a demon. And that's the problem with the world nowadays. Everybody runs, that's a demon. Like right now they have uh, <laughs> a thing on Beyonce saying she's demonic, that she's a demon. All Everybody's going crazy. All the religious communities saying, oh, my God, she's a demon. Pray for her and all this stuff. Just because her eyes rolled back. I mean, how many people can roll their eyes back, you know? Right. I mean, they can do it all the time. You know what I mean? But uh-huh. that's just how they hear that now they're attacking, boom, boom, boom. And I'm like, I said, I can't believe you guys. I mean, it's very rare to have a demon show itself. Right. It's very rare. It is. I, so, I agree on that. <laughs> and uh, I just want to let you know, I remember a reading that you did for me a while back, um, that you connected with my father about mm-hmm. his watches. And I was given a lot of his old-fashioned watches. I want to let you know that. <laughs> oh, well, go. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool, cool. Yeah, well, there's amazing. another question in the chat room. So oh, for sure. George, George Cannon. Um, um, well, I believe, yes. You know, if you go to a location and let's say there was actually some murder and some suicide, I think, you know, you're going to feel, you're going to feel that. You're going to feel that feeling. You're going to feel maybe oh, yeah. 50 or something. You know, you're going to feel maybe a scaredness. Especially um, your empath, <laughs> like me. Yeah, so, you, yeah, so you're going to feel things that went <sighs> on. Some people honestly have strong empathic skills, Ooh, and it yeah. will make them sick. Um, I, learned, I learned as an actual seer that I had to learn to actually explain to spirits and energies, do not bother me at work anymore. So what I could do is I can go into a place and I don't pay attention to them anymore. They don't come right. to me anymore anytime during any work. Matter of fact, I can go anywhere yeah, I want to yeah. go. I cannot, I cannot connect with anybody. I cannot connect with anybody in a store, at a restaurant, because I choose not to do that. That is not my gift. Yeah. My gift is if they come to me and say, listen, 
Can you connect with my mom? Can you connect with my dad? Then I will offer what I see here and feel. That's how it is. People's energy is their energy. That's their private energy. I don't mess with anybody. Whenever I see these other mediums come up and say, hey, I see this around you. Hey, I see this around you. I don't do that because uh-huh. that's really none of my business. It's none of my business. Only if they want me to do that. And I actually tried it when I first started this, and I felt miserably. It's like my oh, wow. gifts are saying, no, you can't do that. You can't do that. I didn't get anything right. I didn't make any connection. So I made an agreement with myself never to do that. If somebody comes to me, I will offer what I see here and feel. But I will not come up to anybody and actually connect with their energy without them their permission. Right. Good idea. Um, what would be your favorite type of reading to do? My favorite kind of reading is uh, connecting with past loved ones. And I'll tell you why. Uh, uh-huh. Whenever I do these connections with past loved ones, it's almost like I'm seeing them when they were alive, okay? That's exactly what I do. I see them when they were alive. I see them when they were younger. I see things that happened to them. I feel things that happened to them. I know things that happened to them. Uh, I know certain messages that they actually would say to their daughter or certain words that would uh, be given or certain objects that would uh, be given. Uh, so I connect uh-huh. on all those levels. But the thing is what's interesting, when I do private readings on Facebook, I always do audio sessions too. So whenever yeah, I do audio I like sessions, <laughs> I let people alone for five minutes at the end of the session. I'm doing recordings throughout the whole show uh, whenever I'm doing a reading. But, and sometimes real-time voices could be a spirit guide, could be their loved one or a friend of a loved one, but they will come in and communicate on real time and say stuff uh-huh. like, I love you or I miss you. And I will hear right. this and they will hear it but I'll play back on the audio recorder and it will be there. So those are amazing moments, even though I'm connecting on a special way yeah. with my readings. And when they hear their child say, I love you, mom, or I miss you, dad, that oh. right there is the healing. The healing is amazing when you can actually hear an audio of a voice saying, I love you or miss yeah. you. That's why I think my past loved one readings are the best because I'm offering a reading and at the same time, they're getting an actual audio, too. And it doesn't happen all the time. But when it does happen, it's shocking for people. And then I send that audio to them so they have the audio voice and the video so they can watch it over and over. And they can hear that audio. I mean, how much healing is that for an individual? Yeah, good idea. There's nobody in the industry. I've watched all kinds of psychic mediums all over the world. There's not one person that does what I do. Nobody does the audio session and offers that because I'm, I'm a paranormal investigator and I hear special. I have a special right. hearing because I had Bell palsy when I was younger and it gave me a different frequency of hearing. I'm hearing a, a younger child's hearing in my left ear and an older person's hearing in my right ear. So I had a special hearing in my left ear, ear so I can hear things that other right. people can't hear, but a younger person can hear or a gifted person can hear it. And I've tested this over and over and over. And I've actually put 10 people in a room. I said, listen, here's an audio. This is what I, I'm not going to tell you what's being said. I'm going to write down what's being said. I have seven investigators. I have three psychic wow. mediums. I'm going to play this. And what I want you to do is listen. So after they listen to the audio, you know, like five or six times, the paranormal investigators would write down what they hear. The psychic mediums would write down what they hear. And then I would write down what I heard. And I would hear, let's say, for instance, the boy would say, I'm 11 years old. That's what I'm hearing. So the paranormal investigators, uh-huh. all seven, said, all I hear is static. I don't hear anything, but I hear static. And then the three mediums yeah. would show what they saw, and they would say, I'm 11 years old. They would all write down, uh-huh. I'm 11 years old, what they heard. And what I heard was, I'm 11 years old. So we have four people that's hearing the same thing, but the investigators are not hearing it, okay? They're hearing static. But then when you play the uh-huh. audio back again now, they're going to hear it, and they hear it, and they are shocked because it's really there. They just can't hear it. And I've tested this in other ways, too, where I actually would have a group. I would give them the wrong information. I would say, like, for instance, I was killed with a knife, okay? And then I would tell everybody I was killed with a knife. But really, it isn't that. But they're not hearing that. It was actually more like, you know, my name is Mikey or something, right? So all right. of a sudden, I would say, okay, I was killed with a knife. Do you hear I was killed with a knife? And they say, no, I don't hear it. And then I would say, Okay, do you hear my name is Mikey? And then they would all, oh, my goodness, it's there because it's there. 
Okay. So I've tested people uh-huh. and I'm telling you, I do hear at a different frequency and it's pretty amazing. I've had reporters come with me and they're actually wow. shocked what I'm able to hear and actually hear in real time when other people can't hear it. Right. And I kind of leads to my next question. Uh, why is it that we're able to hear better just prior before going to sleep? And, you know, because remember I shared with you before that I heard my deceased husband say, like, I will wait for her. I hear clearest days right before I go to sleep. <laughs> Let me explain something to you about that, okay? Uh-huh. When I first started doing past life reading, um, I would actually go lay in my bed and I would get into a point where I'm actually in a low state of mind or a low sleep state. Okay, well, just before I actually doze off, I'm actually in a state of mind where I'm almost asleep but awake. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And when you're in that state of mind, you're able to go places, you're able to see things, you're able to feel things. And that's why you're hearing these things when you're just about ready to go to bed because your body's tired. You're, you let down your energy, and then you're opening up more. And that's what it is. That's how I used to right. do my actual past-like readings. I would actually go into that state of mind, and I would go into, like, in the 1800s. I would actually see signs wow. that say 1846 or newspapers or towns, and I would actually I would actually write it down when I woke back up or whenever I actually yeah. got back up from my nap. I'd write it down, and I'd look it up, and I'd be seeing stuff in Alaska. I'd be seeing stuff in, in uh, Hawaii, or I'd be seeing stuff in China. I've never been to these places, never seen oh, them before, wow. but I have direct details about this stuff back in the 1800s. It's crazy. Yeah. Crazy it stuff. <laughs> I think there is a question for you, Michelle. Kind of, does your ability grow by your own development? Yes, let me explain to you about this. Okay, when I first started, it was remote viewing. Okay, I honestly have always prayed for my next gift, okay? I actually, oh, whenever I was doing my remote viewing, a, a young lady came to me and said, in one of my, one of the actual uh, uh, pages I was on, Unexplained Mystery, and said, can you please do me a favor? I was told uh, that you might be able to read my past life. And I said, well, you know, never done that before, but I'll give it a try. And she said, because I have, I have something to tell you, but I want you to try it first. So I ended up giving her a reading. I said, listen, I see you were back in the 1800s. I see you actually were riding on a buggy and a horse and you fell wow. off. You was being chased by Indians and you fell off and broke your neck. And she's like, and then I gave her a whole bunch of other stuff. Okay. What I was seeing. Well, then she uh-huh. came back to me and she said to me, she said, you know, this is really strange, but I've been to 10 doctors. I spent so much money about the na- the pain in my neck and the headaches that I get all the time. And I have no clue why, but now it kind of makes sense to me. I broke my neck in my past life. That's why I'm getting so much pain in my head and in my neck. Well, after a week, after she understood how that happened, she lost and never, it never happened again. She never had the pain in her neck and she never had the oh, headaches. Wow. So, so I started doing readings, but I prayed on it and I started doing readings of past life. And then I started doing readings, past life and remote readings. So I had two, two actual posts open. I had hundreds of people coming. I was doing seven to 10 to 12 readings a day for these just free readings given to all these people. I was so excited. I was so thrilled. But then I, after that, I got on. Now, did you hear that extra, extra little voice, like an extra little voice? Did you hear that? (laughs) You probably didn't hear that, but there was an extra voice that actually copied my words. I said thrilled. (laughs) And then I heard another voice that thrilled. So I don't to maybe listen back to the show. Um, but anyway, wow, so awesome. what I ended up doing, what I ended up doing, and it could have been an echo, but what I ended up doing was going on Facebook, okay? And I got off this forum and went on Facebook and thought I'd, you know, start Facebook. And all of a sudden, I, I watch these people doing past loved ones. I'm like, how are they connecting off a picture? How can they connect off that person and give all this detail about them? So I tried uh-huh. it. I couldn't get nothing right. I, I went for months trying to connect with past loved ones. And then all of a sudden I prayed, uh-huh. dear Lord, I would love to connect with past loved ones. And then I prayed and I prayed and I prayed. And honestly, after three months of praying, next thing you know, I joined another forum and she said, listen, I want you to do past loved one readings on here. I said, well, I can't do it, but I'll try it. So I went in there and I tried it and I was hitting on everybody. Next thing you know, I had hundreds of people. I had so many people. I had to close that post down. I had to open up another post. I had to close that post down. I had hundreds of thousands of people wanting readings of past loved ones. 
because I was uh, connecting I was connecting so well uh, with the answer of past loved ones, giving direct connect information. That's why I call myself a direct connect reader because I offer direct connect information about that loved one. See, I'm not like the normal. I mean, there's there's other mediums and there's psychics out here. Some mediums do certain things. Psychics do certain things. I'm not like most of them. I will go into a group. I say I have a group of 15 people. Okay, right. like John Edwards. John Edwards will go and he'll say, I'm picking up a uh, name, Jerry, um, or I'm picking uh-huh. up, you know, somebody that was in a wheelchair. You know, this is how he does his readings and it connects with somebody in the audience. Well, I'm not like that. So let's say I will have 15 people and say, I will draw names. I'll take everybody's names and put it in a hat and I'll draw a name and say, Lisa wants to connect with her dad, John. So I'll say, okay, sounds good. I will connect with John. So see, I'm going to connect directly with John's energy. Okay, I'm not going to connect with his uncle. I'm not going to connect with his brother. I'm going to connect with John's energy and offer direct connect information. And then the next person might want to connect with their daughter. I will connect with that daughter and offer direct connect information about the individual. That's very rare to do because most mediums and psychics, they pick up stuff. Stuff is given to them, and then they have to actually have somebody figure out if it connects with them. I'm not like that. I directly am connected to that individual, no matter who they are, no matter who they're asking me to connect with. So that's a big difference than what's going on out here in the world right now. So right. it's a big difference. You know. And that kind of leads to my next question. After you connect with that person or spirit energy, how can you, uh, or how can we better disconnect from that energy? Well, this is how it is with the energy. Um, when I first started, I didn't know how to disconnect. Nice. Okay. And this is, this is interesting for me because I want other people to know this. Uh, whenever I first started, I would do, uh, I used to only think I would only could do one reading when I first started. Then the next thing you know, a shaman said, you'll be able to do 10 to 15 readings. I said, no, there's no way. But it ended up happening. But the thing is, I used to do 10 to 15 readings, and then I would actually feel horrible for the next wow. night and the next day because it took a lot of energy out of me and I would actually revisit those memories and stuff. So it got to a point. What I said is I asked God and I asked my spirit guys to so listen, when I get done with the reading, let the energy go. And that's what it is. When I get done with the uh, reading, the energy leaves me. I don't hold on to the energy anymore. The energy leaves me. It's almost like there's a respect here. Okay. They offer, they give me what I need and then they let it go and I let it go. And that's how it is. So I don't get really, I, I get tired sometimes and I do a lot of them, but then my energy comes right. back up. But it, it will drain me because I'm trying to pull a lot of energy through. But they respect me and they don't hang on. They leave and they do whatever they need to do. Uh, but they come to me, I see what I need to see, and then that's it. And it's kind of probably different than a medium because a medium can actually sit and talk to an actual loved one right next to them and, and describe them and stuff. But ain't how it is. I'm seeing them when they yeah. were alive and seeing things about them. So I'm not actually connecting on a way an actual meeting would connect. I'm connecting differently. That's why I call myself a seer, because I see things. But yeah. at the same time, I feel things. But it's not the same as a medium. So That's I don't true. have that full effect. Or impact. I have a tendency to hold on to people's energy, and it's hard for me to release that, you know? <laughs> well, uh, the thing is, it takes time. It takes time. And you got yeah. the same as you. Spirits don't bother me whenever I'm out. You know, like I said, they don't bother me. They respect my time, and I respect their time. I don't ask for energies or anything to come to me unless I actually, you know, need it or I'm actually uh, in a location where I'm asking for it to come. Other than that, I don't bother energies and spirits. Right, that's good. I need to have another question from chat if I can find it. Uh, Ross wants to know, does spirits communicate with you without your consent? What do you say again? Spirits communicate uh, with me with what? Without your consent. I'm having a hard time understanding without that. Without your. Word. <laughs> My throat's so dry. Okay. <laughs> without your permission. Oh. Um, All right, you know. Spirits don't communicate with me without my permission? Do, do they communicate with, with you without your. Yeah. Or consent? Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is, like I said, you know, spirits, you know, I, I don't mess with them unless I'm actually in a position where I need to mess with them or ask them. But I'm very kind to spirits. I'm very polite to spirits. I never treat spirits bad. I never say negative things to spirits. I never haunt them or, or taunt them 
or are treating bad. I see a lot of people out here that actually, you know, hey, come out, you know, let's do a fight and stuff. You don't have to do that. You can actually go out, communicate with spirits. They will communicate with you in a nice way if you're nice to them. You don't have to be mean. You know, back in the days, about, you know, 15 years, probably about 12 or 13 years ago, people thought it was a big thing, you know, going and break stuff in people's houses and do all kinds of negative things and cuss at them and scream at them. And they thought that was the right way to communicate with spirits. And the whole time, it was the wrong way. And that's right. not what you should do. You should be nice to spirits, and they will be nice to you. Just that's like true. a human being. Yeah. That's very, very true. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so they, so they want to know, so you don't actually channel spirits? Well, you know, the thing is, I don't think I really channel spirits. I think I just see energy and spirits when they were alive. Okay. Right. That's what it is. Now, whenever I go on, I, I go to a haunted location, I can see the energy that was there. I can see what happened, uh, whenever I go there. For instance, when I first started to doing the readings, I, before I even did the past loved ones, I was doing paranormal research with a paranormal team. And what they would do, they would send me a picture of a building and they would have me try to connect with that building. I would actually go through and see exactly what happened to the actual people, how they died. For instance, this one guy died in an elevator. It fell on him. And, uh, wow. and I just seen, it. I saw an, an individual get in there and an elevator fall on him. So, see, I've seen exactly what was happening, uh, but I've seen it in real time in my mind. You know what I mean? I'm seeing it. I'm going through with it when it was happening. Um, so, I did the paranormal reading of buildings in haunted locations for a lot of paranormal groups. So, that's what I was doing there for a period of time, too. They would send me a picture of an outside of a house, and I would actually connect before they went on the investigation and offer what I see here and feel. And it, oh, it would wow. actually happen. Some of the stuff would actually happen in real time whenever they went in the house. I would actually give them the information. Huh. For instance, I told an investigator, I said, be very careful. You will fall down the steps if you're not careful. Well, she ended up falling down the steps and hurt herself pretty bad. Wow. So you know, that's what it is. You know, I, that's, I'm seeing the future. Sometimes we can see the future. So I have an interesting gift. I can connect in so many different ways. It's, it's kind of yeah. interesting. And there's other things I can connect with. It's kind of interesting too. You know, kids with auti auti autism, uh, I actually can actually, I'm able to connect with kids that actually can't speak. Uh, I can actually sense things about them and hear things from their mind. It's almost like I'm reading oh, their wow. mind. I, I can like actually it. give them information. I can channel their energy and their frustration. And I can tell their parents or I can tell, you know, whoever's around them, things that's on their mind that they can actually right. explain and talk to. I mean, there's like, so much that we can do. Um, and, and also with babies, Babies uh -huh. are able to communicate at a very, very young age, even before they well. can talk. They can give off energy. They can actually give off words because they are able to do that. I've recorded babies before, and, they, and, and the loved ones that come through when, with the baby, it's amazing. It's almost like there's direct connect communication with the loved one and the baby, even though the baby can't talk. But you can hear the actual baby talking to the actual uh, parent that has passed. Crazy. It's crazy. There's so much out there that can be done. That people just don't know about. Is that like a form of telepathy? Yeah, <laughs> I would say that is. You know, yeah, when I first I started, I thought I was. I thought I was reading minds when I first started. I made a post. Yeah. Let me read your mind, because I thought that's what I was doing. Sometimes I used to do that. You know, I would think of someone. You know, the number. Oh yes, the number or the color. So. Mm -hmm. So what do you remote view? Do you actually see the whole picture, or do you see things here and there? Because what I well, do, I always see a few things. <laughs> well, the thing is, you know, it all depends on what's being shown to me. Like, I did a reading. Uh, I did uh -huh. a reading yesterday. Um, I did a reading on a person. And usually, you know, I'll, I'll see uh, something bad. So I, I kept seeing a car. I kept seeing a vehicle. I kept seeing an accident. You know, and the thing is, I can see things like that. It's almost like I'm actually the individual going through it's almost like i actually take over their body and it's like oh, oh, wow. oh i'm actually seeing i'm seeing through their spirit guide um because i can actually see the car wreck i can actually see the head damage i can see the actual head going through the windshield and that's what's so amazing that some of these yeah. readings i get they're so clear but am i seeing through the spirit guide and i think what it is is everybody has a spirit guide and i think their spirit guide the ones that pass have a spirit guide and their spirit guide connects with my spirit guide and i'm kind of like uh -huh. just watching 
a play-by-play movie of how they pass or how they actually live their life. And that's all it is. And I'm just repeating what they already know. But the thing is, I shouldn't know none of that. I shouldn't know any of that stuff. But I'm able to see that, connect with that. And then sometimes I can actually hear them on the other side. I can actually hear them on the other side talking and saying, you know, I love you. I miss you. Uh, or please stop your smoking or please, you know, you know, leave the guy that's beating you. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll right. see that stuff. <laughs> I always found that fascinating. Uh, let's see. I think there's another question from Ross. Um, did you ever look at your gift as a curse or a blessing? Well, let me explain to you this. Um, been doing this, been doing this for 16 years. I've read over 10,000 people. I've helped on probably 30 missing person cases. Um, you know, never found an actual missing person, but gave direct connect information to where they were right. found uh, after they were found, which is actually pretty amazing. But I've never actually just said, hey, you know, uh, that person's over on Fifth and Vine uh, behind a dumpster. I've never been able to do that, but I've actually given information about how they died and who did it and stuff like that, which is kind of uh, amazing to do. Um, but the thing is about it, you know, it's 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 the point where this is what I'm doing, right? I'm out here with you. Uh-huh. I'm out here with everybody. And I could be in there with my family, right? I could be watching right. a TV show. I could be, um, you know, doing stuff and homework with my daughter. So, you know, it is to a point where, you know, it takes a lot of time and energy away. You add up the time an hour probably per reading to hour and a half, do that by 10,000. And that's just readings, not all the time that people send me messages, not that people are sending uh-huh. me messages in the, in the morning saying, Hey Rick, can you help me out? Or, you know, Hey Rick, can you do this? Or, hey, can you give me, help me out with this? You know, I mean, I, I've probably put so many hours into this that I could have put on, you know, with my family. And so I have missed a lot of time with my family. Um, but at the same time, you know, I've helped a lot of people, I have a really good name out there because I'm a positive person. I'm an uplifting person and I never, ever yeah. treat people bad. Never, ever treat anybody bad. I never curse at anybody. I never curse in front of people. I always, I always try to be positive and uplifting. You know, it's really sad. You know, I watch on TikTok and actual uh-huh. reader reading people tonight. And I was really, really, really kind of sad about it because he was screaming and hollering at these people that was in his chat room and blocking him left and right and screaming at him, you know, don't do this, don't do that. And I'm like, how can you do that to your followers? I mean, I was really kind of shocked, you know what I mean? Because you couldn't say anything and, and, you know, please, you know, don't do this, don't say that. He would block you. I'm like, and he had a lot of people following him. I'm like, well, well, why? Why are these people following when he's acting this way and, and treating people this way? Because people, a lot of people are so desperate for answers that they'll follow anybody. And, uh, right. and it's really interesting. There was one guy that actually was another reader that went on Dr. Phil and they, uh, you know, uh-huh. he was a fake. Um, but he, um, he was horrible. He treated people so bad on readings. And uh-huh. I was actually a friend of his, and I actually was on his show one time, and I was actually sick to my stomach how he treated people, and he was always right, and he was always wrong, you know what I mean? And he never, uh-huh. ever connected with people, and I was totally shocked. So I actually had to block him, and next thing you know, he was on Dr. Phil, and everybody's saying, listen, dude, you have no connection to the other side. You have no connection to anybody, uh-huh. and he was a really a total fraud, but in his mind, he was not a total fraud. In his mind, he was basically... God's given, you know, gift, uh, God gave him this gift and he was, you know, one of God's greatest disciples or something, you know, it was crazy. But, you know, uh, I think people who have illnesses think that, you know what I mean? Yeah. They do think that. That's true. Um, going back to EVPs, why do you think that some, can, some of us can't capture EVPs and some can't capture, you know, EVP work? Well, okay, you got to bring that to me one more time about um, EVP. Sorry. Uh, why do you think some, some of us are able to get some evidence oh, and some okay. are not? Some are able to hear and some are able not. Well, let me explain something uh-huh. to you. I worked on an actual missing person cases, and um, I went down to the uh, police department, and I brought my audio into the detective, and he's the actual sheriff in town or something, and he wanted oh, to wow. hear my audio because I told him, I said, listen, I hear a person saying that they killed this girl on the audio. And he said, well, I want to hear that. So I took it down there and he couldn't hear it, you know, 
but the thing is, you got to understand he's, he, he's been shooting guns his whole life and his hearing has went bad. You know what I mean? He's older. And I think, right. you know, as we get older, our hearing changes and we hear less and less. And I think it all depends in your life. A, if you're a gifted person, you're going to hear different. If uh-huh. you have work around machinery, you're going to hear different. If you hear work around loud noises, you're going to hear different. Everybody hears different. But the thing yeah. is, what's interesting about EVPs, you have to put time and energy. I've got over 10,000 EVPs. So when you take wow. 10,000 EVPs, I listen to many, many EVPs. So I'm, I was to a point where I was fine-tuning just like a guitar or like riding a bike. I was fine-tuning my hearing to a point where I could actually hear things that nobody else could hear. They could have full conversations, a group of people. I could actually videotape five people talking and I could still hear the spirits around them. And you can videotape and watch their mouths talking and none of them would say the words that I was hearing on the audio because wow. I fine tune my hearing. If you fine tune your hearing and you keep listening to EVP after EVP, you're gonna start hearing more and more in the audio. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that kind of leads to my next question. Um, what would be the best piece of EV, uh, EVPs that you've captured so far? Well, you know, I'd say one of the best uh, EVPs. Uh, I've captured so many, but um, <laughs> we had one. Uh, one of my first EVPs was so clear. I was actually over at an old mill, and I put a recorder up there, and I and then I heard the oh, guy yeah. say, "Let me be. Leave me alone." Um, and it was so sad, you know what I mean? It's like he's saying, hey, let me be, leave me alone. Um, and, that, and that's really yeah. sad. And I, I've gotten so many great EVPs. It's just, there's just so many that, I mean, I've gotten children crying. I've got, and what's interesting, I got this one EVP. This is interesting. I used to do two recorders, okay? I used to do two recorders out in the investigation. I would actually put two recorders and I would leave uh-huh. them at, at one of the locations and stuff and come back. And then one recording I had um, on one audio recording, a man said, I killed the three children. On the other oh, wow. recorder, same recorder, different recorder, though. It was a different recorder, but recording the same time. On that recorder, this was a man said, I killed the three children. On the other recorder, it was a female saying there was a total of six killed. So this is two different EVPs recorded at the same time. Now, how cool is that? Wow. So that's what was there. And the thing is, I learned with EVPs, if you reverse them, there's always something there extra in reverse. If you have a real spirit voice, if you reverse it, you're going to hear another spirit voice, either the same spirit voice saying the same thing or something different. Uh, but if you have an actual human voice and you reverse it, you're going to hear, rah, 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 rah. you're not going to make it, uh, any sense out of it. But a spirit voice, if it's a real spirit voice, you will hear another audio in reverse so that's I a lot of time right i i always wonder why so like we heard uh what it's called uh disembodied voices but mm-hmm. that's not actually captured on recording uh, i always wonder why that is <laughs> and, and the thing is about it, you know when i first started doing evps I had so many audios coming through me that didn't make any sense. I was getting hundreds and hundreds of voices coming to me that didn't connect with anything, didn't make any sense. And pretty soon it got to a point where you know, I put more time and energy into it. Next thing you know, there was like three voices coming through. I was hearing three voices. Then pretty uh, soon I was hearing only one audio of a, uh, an actual person coming through. So it got to a point where I was actually kind of like, uh, you know, the, the negative, the, the nonsense stuff was kind of leaving an actual direct connect information was coming through. I think it's because I put time and energy into it. If you put time and energy into anything, into readings, into actually audio, you're going to hear more or you're going to connect more. And that's just how it is. Right. Sorry about my dog. <laughs> I think I better ask this question for my friend. He wants to know, what's your opinion about the uh, sharing tape murders? What was that again? If I see it right, uh, what's your opinion about the sharing tape murders? Oh, sharing tape murders. Is that yeah. what you said? Yeah. What's your opinion about Tarantine murders? Oh, is that um, is that the murders with uh, the guy that's in prison? What is his name? Is that the guy that killed killed them? She was pregnant, right? Sharon Tate. Yeah. Um, Giles Manson. I want to say. Charles Manson. Yeah. Charles Manson. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, 
interesting about this guy, and I honestly feel there's a mental illness in this guy. I think right. he had some mental illness himself. Um, definitely there, but at the same time, I, I think he heard voices. Um, huh. I think there was voices, and you know, I think he heard voices uh, being given to me. Uh, but at the same time, he had a complex. Uh, he thought he was kind of like a god figure. And I think whenever people get to a certain point in their life and where they think that they're above everybody else, you know, I think that affects their mind. That they think they can do whatever they want. Um, so right. I, yeah, he had more going on than uh, um, than um, what people probably thought. But I think there was actually some mental illness there. Um, and there's some God complex there where he thought he was beyond, and you know, he would never, you know, get caught or uh, something like that. It's what's being given to me about that. But um, yeah, it's a very sad situation. I want to actually go out to that actual haunted location. Uh, there's an actual place out there where they actually have that. Um, I, I forgot the name of the guy that does that, but I was going to actually go out there. Yeah. And actually do an actual I actually went out there. there. David Oman, I actually got, I went out there. And uh, I met David, and it was pretty amazing, you know, but a lot of sadness is what I felt when I was there. <laughs> well, the thing is, you know, you think about it, you know, but the thing is, it almost feels like, you know, I, I do see a lot of darkness around that guy. He had a lot of dark energy. Um, but, you know, like I said, you know, we can create our own energy. We can create things, but I think he, he brought in negative energy. Um, and I think it actually stuck to him because he had a mental, he had a mental illness. Uh, I feel there was definitely something there going on. And also, he had a lot of hate in his heart. Um, you know, you can you can just feel that just just by looking at him. It just seems like he had some evil evil energy in him, real evil right. energy. Yeah, that's scary. And, and, I think that's, and I think that's what it is. Whenever people go out there, they get sick. They actually get sick to their stomach. Uh, people actually will get sick um, because of what happened, you know. Uh, I think he cut or somebody cut the baby out or something, cut, cut the baby out of her or something like that. Wow. Um, but yeah, you know, people get sick out there. I, I've talked to David before, and he, uh, you know, he, he really gets into his place. He gets really into his place. Uh, too too right. much into his place, I think. I think he gets really too much into his place. <laughs> kind of scared me to watch some of his videos. I'm like, dude, you are deep. You are deep. And that's, that's <laughs> not too good. So, um, yeah. But he's an interesting guy. All right. Well, I think we're at the top of the hour. Um, where can everybody use? Find you. <laughs> well, you can find me on my page on Facebook. I am on TikTok, but I'm just doing a, you know, a few little card readings here and there, just trying to get out there a little bit. I'm on Twitter too, but I really don't use Twitter very much. I mainly use Facebook. That's you know mainly what I do. I do. Um, so if you want to follow me on there, you can follow me on there. My books are on Amazon and Kindle. And uh, I do have a page, uh, brickway.com. You can actually see my story. Uh, you can see uh, some other things on our interesting actual shows uh, where I actually um, did some investigations and stuff and some of my cool videos. Um, and I do have T-shirts out there, too. So if you're interested in T-shirts or books, I do have signed books and T-shirts. Yeah, and if you're I'll take a T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, and if, you're, and if you're interested in my events, you know, just uh, pay attention because, you know, my events yeah. sell out pretty fast. Uh, I usually, my, usually when I do an event, it usually sells out within a, a day or two. Uh, I do have another event I just put up. Uh, I've already sold five tickets. Uh, I only have ten tickets wow. available, so I'm yeah, Man, sell, only, I'm advertising. I always say, if only we were closer, I may have to fly out there one day. <laughs> not as yeah, you know, I like to go other places, but you know, it's I'm getting old. I'm 55, and it's hard to uh, drive places. It's really hard. I just turned 49, so I'm right behind you. <laughs> yeah, we're all getting old, but you know, I had five strokes uh, last two years, so uh, you know, I just. Wow. It's, it's a school life out there, you know. I don't want to be driving down the road and get to a point where I have a stroke and lose control, you know. I so you. I just, you know, kind of go places really close to my house right now. Okay, I think we're our hours up already. Well, well, you guys have a well, great night. It. Yeah, and uh, you guys have a great, happy Independence Day. You and your family and everybody, thank you so much right, for being on our show. Thank you, guys. Happy 4th, everybody. Happy 4th, guys. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a good night.
Hi, my name is Nicole Jaspard. I'm an empath and paranormal investigator. I am also an author of a dozen books. Thank you for listening to Haunted Real Connections, where I'll bring you the best mediums and paranormal people the field has to offer. Stay tuned for another great show on Paranormal King Radio.